Welcome to Meet Me in the Movies. I am Noel T. Manning II, uh, hanging out on location uh, at a pretty awesome place. This uh, is fancy for us. This is fancy. Uh, over there, that's uh, Duke Santos. Duke Santos, how I are you, sir? You finally got me. I have, I have a clue. Okay. Ocean's Eleven, the original. Yeah. Duke Santos was played by Cesar Romero. Oh, okay. You know Cesar Romero. Oh, yeah, the Joker from the, the Joker Batman series. There you go. See? He painted you. over his mustache because he would not get rid of his <laughs> exactly. part. Exactly. It worked. You want it me, worked. you want the mustache. Yeah, where are we today? Where are we? Uh, I ask myself that every day. We're at Carmike. No, we're not. Oh, no. no. Old habits die no. hard. We're at AMC Classic. Yes. Or it's not Classic AMC, it's AMC Classic. AMC Classic, Shelby right. 10. Okay. AMC Classic. And we have a guest with us. Yeah, yeah. This Tell us Lisa about Akers. our guest. She's the manager, Wright Marshall, Godhead at AMC Classics. Most that of that. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll go with most of that. Yeah. And, and you also tell, uh, you, you make sure that if, if guys come in with dates, uh, and if they come in with multiple dates in previous times, you make sure that their new dates are aware of it. I correct? believe, you know, I believe in supporting the sisterhood, and yeah. I want my fellow women to know yeah. that, you know, no, yeah. I just stir the pot and watch yeah. what happens. That's really all I do. You, you stand want to back and burn, don't you? I do. I really do. It's like the speaking of the Joker. Yeah, <laughs> I do. As long as I'm in the middle of a pond while the rest of it goes, I'm good. Yeah, that's true. Good, well, good well, thank point. you so much for allowing us to hang out, talk movies today. Happy really to appreciate it. Uh, we enjoy this place quite often. I, I come here quite a bit. We can't get rid of him. I know. I know. Mr. We call pest control. He keeps coming back. There's, there's not a trap to catch him. Yeah, that, that's not Duke. That's actually Greg Tillman. Uh, Greg Tillman. Yes. Greg really? Tillman. Yes. This is. This is always a lot of fun. Um, talking movies every week. We don't. We, we spend like the first 20 minutes talking about other things. The last 10 minutes actually talking movies. But today, we are going to talk about some movies. Um, Lisa, I want to let Wait, our. Before, what, I hate to interrupt, well, yes. but I am anyway. Go ahead. We're forgetting someone. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who are we forgetting? Well, Tim. we're forgetting Tim. Tim Cam. Well, Tim Cam. Hey Tim. Uh, Tim, how you doing back there, buddy? Uh, yeah. I don't think he can hear us today. Yeah, he. Thinks we're probably in the studio. No, I didn't tell him. I, I, I didn't tell him. I didn't tell him we we're going to be here. Did you tell him, Lisa? I really didn't know until last night at midnight that this was even happening. Oh so. well, okay. Well, uh, well, Tim, we if need you need a better producer for this show. Yeah. Well, well Tim, if you uh, can hear us back there, um, if you if you can't hear us, we're a few miles away. So just just come join us, and uh, if not, just walk around the studio, uh, walk around the building, see if you can find us. So, uh, Tim, we're, we're sorry that uh, no one shared the news. I'm not going to be looking for him. No, I'm not either. But I interjected, so go ahead. Well, that's all right. That's all right. Uh, let's talk about your love of films, um, okay. how you got involved in this movie exhibition business. So uh, tell me, what are the kind of films that you're drawn to and uh, that you love? I am a Trek nerd. Okay. I'm a Godzilla nerd. All right. Um, Planet of the Apes. Those are, like, my three main franchises. Yeah. Um, Tom Hanks, it seems like a majority of my favorite movies have involved Tom, Tom Hanks at some point. Um, my dad was a big influence in a lot of my pop culture. You know, I'm, I'm a little bit older than, hopefully, 
older than I look. <laughs> but um, you know, I grew up in the the late '60s, early '70s, watching the Monkees and yeah. Batman, and you know, all these great TV shows of that era that were kind of campy, a little goofy. But they were, to a child's imagination, they were totally conceivable and a lot of fun to watch. So, yeah. And Planet of the Apes, for some reason, that just resonated with me as a child. I still have a lot of bitterness towards my mother because I had Mego action figures yeah. of Planet of the Apes, yeah. and she threw those away. You know, I, I was a That's big a fan. That'd be valuable now, probably. Yeah. Did you watch the Planet of the Apes series? Remember CBS? The TV, yes, TV series. It, one, it one still season. shows up on TV from time to time. Does it? I'd yep. like to see that again. There, it still does. There was also an animated series mm -hmm. uh, yeah. out of that as well. Yeah, yeah I was a big fan of that. I was I was young when that came out, but I remember going to the theater mm -hmm. uh, to see it, and it was one of the first film franchises that had merchandising that I remember because you're talking about the action right. figures. Oh. I mean, we we think about Star Wars as being. I think Star Wars perfected it, but. Um, but Planet of the Apes was one of those first ones that really had the action figures that tied in. They saw the power of where yeah. it could go, and they, they really took it to a place that nobody else had thought of before. Wizard of Oz, think about that, yeah. the merchandising. If they had oh, yeah. thought that far ahead, yeah. what kind of stuff we could be sitting on right now. Yeah, and when you're talking about apes, you're talking about a franchise of films. Almost every other year you had mm -hmm. new films coming out, and that was really kind of unheard of at that time as well. Were there five of them or six of them? You know, I don't have remember. Six, I don't remember maybe the number. Six, six or seven. Yeah. I hate. I have the box set at home, and I hate that I don't know that off the top of my head. But yeah, um, you could definitely tell in the production as the series went on that they were rushing to do certain right. things. But I think that the stories always carried the main core of what they were trying to get across. Yeah. I don't. I don't think that they ever really lost in what they were trying to convey to the public. And you know, it was interesting, the original had Charlton Heston, which was a big, big name actor, mm -hmm. and then he didn't show up for the second one, but it still didn't kill the franchise. He was Vin Diesel of his day. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He, he did the first one, so then he's would, like, deuces guys, I'll so, be back later. Yeah. So would Vin Diesel have played Moses in the Ten Commandments? <laughs> I'd like to see that. If he did it with the Iron Giant's voice, yeah. Yeah. that yeah. would yeah. work for me. Or, uh, or who did Groot? Didn't he do Groot? He did Groot, yeah. So he could yeah. do Groot's voice. Yeah. You know? I don't know. Groot well, could have been the mind. burning bush. I am Moses. You know, if he just Groot. did I am Moses every time, maybe. Groot could have been the burning bush. <laughs> yeah. That's true. That's true. Um, so, so, so you still go back to those films today and think I about do. those films? I yeah. um, the, do. There's a TV network, El Rey Network. It's a little obscure, but it's, it's out there and, and not too difficult to find. But they do a lot of kaiju marathons. They show retro movies from the late 60s and 70s, the karate genre, Grindhouse, what yeah. a lot of people know as Grindhouse yeah. type stuff. And it's a comfort zone for me. Yeah. It's like I don't have to think too hard about it. I can just sink into it and enjoy it for what it is. Yes, I know Godzilla is a guy in a rubber suit. Yeah. I really don't care. Really? I don't care. No, I mean, he's really a guy in a rubber suit. Yes, and I've met one of them. Really? Yeah, really? we went to um, Rock Hill a couple years ago to Mad Monster Party, my son and I, and one of the suit actors was there. And it was incredibly awkward because he didn't speak English, and the translator that was supposed to be there had flu, so she didn't come. Right. So there was a guy whose wife was Japanese, and he would tell her what to tell him. Then he, the actor, would tell her, and she would translate to her husband, and he would tell the crowd. It was incredibly awkward. It, it kind of sounds like what happens when we're Just here like together. It's like a Godzilla movie. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, like, this show, yeah. you know, trying to tell Tim what's going on. 
Oh, we don't Tim. want to talk about Tim. Yeah, Tim's still looking around for us. Bless his, bless his heart. Bless, bless his heart. Bless his heart. Um, so, so you like the Grindhouse stuff, you like the Planet of the Apes. Did you like the remake of the Planet of the Apes, the rebooted series of it? I really did. I think for me, the first one was the perfect summer movie. Yeah. Was yeah. it the perfect movie? Not necessarily. But when Caesar speaks that first time, yeah. if you don't get yeah. chills and the, you know, yeah. that kind of moment, yeah. you don't get that from a lot of movies anymore. Yeah. Even Star Wars doesn't give you that holy crap, that yeah. just happened moment. Yeah. So for me, that was the perfect summer movie. Yeah, I, I thought the rebooted series did a really nice job, and I think the, the conclusion of it wrapped that series of films up pretty well. I didn't like the ending, but I, I knew it had to go yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. What are the things that are standouts to you right now that, that people are coming to see? Um, it's been a little quiet. I, I think that Hollywood overbanked on Solo. Yep. It really didn't put out a lot of competitive content. But um, coming up, we've got the Incredibles reboot that I've seen some of the funniest comments on the internet of adults saying, don't even bring your kids to this movie because it's not for them. This is our movie. <laughs> right? Keep your kids at home. Right. You know, it's 14 years in the making. Yeah. So it's a lot. Of, it's something that a lot of people have grown up exactly. looking for. Um, there's that. There's the new Jurassic World coming out. Right. I think it's a week later. Yeah. So we, we're going from... Of, you know, I hate to say famine, but a, yeah. a lack to a blessing of content that I think a lot of people are really going to want to see. Well, there's been a lot of there's been a lot of competition, uh, and I think that's one of the things that probably hurt Solo. I, I saw Solo again this past weekend for mm -hmm. the third time. I still enjoyed it, and I still feel like it's a summer type movie. Right. And uh, my son and I have seen it three times. My wife and daughter joined us this third time. I saw it last week. Yeah, and it's just, it's still fun to me. Uh, and it's, I think it's just, it hit at the wrong wrong time. I think if they waited till December, which we talked right. about, we talked about difference. this, I think maybe last week, week before, <laughs> trying to figure out why Solo's kind of tanking a little bit. As an exhibitor, do you think they're just releasing them too quickly? Too I think often? timing, I, the way that I understood when, um, and I'm horrible with names, so the, the first of this trilogy that came out, it was supposed to be trilogy, spin-off, trilogy, spin-off, trilogy, then spin-off. And it was supposed to be at Christmas time. Right, right. So to take it and put it at the tail end of Avengers, mm -hmm, right. I, I don't know that that was necessarily... Right, and then you had Deadpool 2 that's still right. performing okay. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. I think had they waited till Christmas, because people are yeah. normalized to that, that content being there at Christmas time. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's where it has been successful. That's right. where it's been making, making the money. Right. So how did you get involved in what was Carmike when you came, right? Uh, a a million years ago when I used to ride my dinosaur to work, um, I had a young son who required a lot of attention, yeah. and I needed a job that was flexible. Yeah. So I had a friend who was a manager at a movie theater in Myrtle Beach, and I was like, hey, you need some help? And she's like, yeah, come on. So that was my entree. I, I came in as a cashier, sold movie tickets, and annoyed people for many, many years at that level. And Greg still annoys people at He that does, level. and he's so good at he it. He is, isn't he? You know, I believe everybody should have a skill set. <laughs> um, 
I'm tuning you both out. <laughs> That's okay. He's just this. playing with his phone. I see. Right, well, I'm, I'm taking pictures. I'm trying to think of marketing and promotion. For, give me the a break. action figures. Yeah. See, action figures. Noel T. Manning with popcorn. <laughs> Everyone wants to see that. Everyone probably has. You know, there, there reached a point where my son was in college. He was living out of the house. And I'm watching all of these kids get promoted. And I was like, they're idiots. I'm not an idiot. How are they getting promoted and I'm not? And then I kind of dipped my toe into the, the waters of advancement. And there was a manager and training program. Yeah. And they said, well, if you go into this, then you potentially could end up moving. I was like, uh, I got no strings, you right. know, I'm yeah. good. Yeah. So I went into the manager and training program. Savannah was my first movie theater. I went back to Myrtle Beach for a little while and then I'm here. Yeah, very cool. And so you've been here through this transition from Carmike to AMC. Right. Um, what was that like for you? Have you been through anything like that before? No, not really. Um, in, in a lot of ways it was business as usual. Yeah. In, in a lot of ways it's like, holy crap, what am I doing? Yeah. Because there's so many, not so much on the customer end, but just procedural on my end. Right. You know, you're driving down a road doing 80 miles an hour and all of a sudden you got to make a right hand turn and learn all this new stuff. It, it can be a little while you're still maintaining right. 80 miles an hour. Yeah. yeah. It, it can be challenging. Yeah. Sometimes. Cause you didn't shut down. You just kept no. on moving. Yeah. No, we kept going. Um, the thing that keeps me going is I love what I do. Okay. I don't like my job every day cause some days are just yeah. You know? Like this morning? <laughs> well, when people say they're going to be here at 10 and they show up at a quarter after, I mean, but that's okay. you got to build anticipation. No, I mean, any job, any job has its challenges. And yeah. you don't like what you're doing right. every single day. But I love my job. I love coming in and seeing the same faces and knowing that, you know, they're having a great time while they're here. When I go out into the community and I'll have people, hey, movie lady. You know, <laughs> movie lady. Showbiz, showbiz is great, right? Like oh, it's showbiz? awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. I love their pizza. <laughs> movie lady. Hey. Movie lady. Hey. Well, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back with the movie lady, Lisa Akers. Yes. And Mr. Greg Tillman um, or Jimmy Foster. Jimmy Forrest Foster? Whitaker. Forrest Whitaker. Yeah, he got a little of that. Forrest He's got Whitaker. the eyes for it. He does have the Forrest Whitaker eyes. Uh -uh. Not yeah. the skin, I don't think. <laughs> We are here at uh, AMC Classic in Shelby, North Carolina, talking movies. And uh, this is Meet Me at the Movies on C19 TV. And if you're listening online, WGWG.org, we appreciate that as well. You can email us, info at C19.tv. We're going to take a break, come back, talk more with Lisa and Greg. And uh, Tim's still walking around looking for us. I was, I was just thinking, He's, if anyone's watching this, yeah. call Tim. Call Tim. Yeah, let are. him know where we are. Buy him an ice cream. Before, before we leave, I will give you a review of Ocean's 8, and uh, we're going to talk more with Lisa and about uh, some of the challenges and the competition that's facing theaters right after this break. Welcome back to Meet Me at the Movies, coming to you from the movies, from the movie theaters, yeah. AMC Classic. 
We are Thanks. here to pump your heart. <laughs> Shelby, North Carolina, I'm Noel Team Manning II with Lisa Akers. Lisa Akers is the queen guru. What's your official title? Movie General lady. manager. Yeah, okay, general manager of uh, uh, movie lady. She's the movie lady right here at AMC Classic. Lady. Greg Tillman. Greg Tillman over there behind the camera. Uh, Tim Foster back on the Tim Cam still looking for us. I'm going to uh, have to take him for lunch, to lunch or something. Yeah, we're going to have to make this up to you, Tim. Really sorry that um, Greg let you down. wasn't me. It was all Greg. Greg let you down. I may just tell him we didn't shoot this week, <laughs> that we're, we're doing a rerun. Well, Lisa, we were talking before the break about um, about AMC, about the transition uh, from Carmine to AMC, and about some of the, your love of film. So uh, you're talking about customers. Now, what for you makes the perfect customer? Because you see some of the same faces week in and week out, and some of those, like me, you prefer not to see every Stop single week. It. But you do see a lot of the same people, you get to know them, you get to know some of their likes and dislikes, but for you, what would you say is the perfect customer for, for an AMC theater? You know, it's not so much about a perfect customer, it's about us giving them an experience that they can enjoy. Okay. It, it's more about, you know, there's a training video that the company likes to use and it's called Everybody Has a Story. You don't know when somebody's walking through the door what they've dealt with that day. Right. So for us, I always tell my kids, you know, Treat them like you want to be treated. Yeah. If you want to be treated by a sour face, go, go to a certain big box store down the road, you know, have conversations happen over your head. Yeah. Um, what are you talking people, about? No, 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 no. no. When, when people come in here, I want them to, to feel like this is an adjunct of their living room. Yeah. You know, they're going to sit down, they're going to be comfortable, they're hopefully not be in their underwear while they're watching the I was going to ask you to take your pants off. No, I'd rather that not happen. But, you know, just, just come in and my idea of a perfect customer is somebody that's going to enjoy the experience okay. that we're able to offer. Okay. Well, and I, and I do take advantage of the surveys whenever they have the surveys here because mm -hmm. I get free popcorn out of it, which is always a good thing. And I always make it a point to, uh, if, if you've had one of your uh, staff members that have been, you know, mm -hmm. ex exceedingly nice to me, right. I make it a point to share their names in those surveys because they do take the time to do that. Right. So, so we thank appreciate you. that. That feedback so, helps us yeah. out a lot. It We're really good. does. Well, well, thanks for what you do. Um, let's talk about competition. Um, you know, the past few years we've seen theaters some theaters starting to shut down, but yet you've seen others come in and buy up other theaters. Uh, competitions continue to increase. We've seen it over the past, wow, almost 20 years now. You've got, uh, you've got your, your Netflix models, your blockbusters shut down. You've got your red boxes. Uh, you've got your on-demand programming. You've got people with you know, devices like this that they can just sit and watch their phones and put in the virtual reality. I mean, it's, the competition is, is continuing to increase. But yet, people still come to theaters. And now, now, how have you seen that competition impact you? And what do you think AMC has done to kind of take on that competition? AMC is pretty diverse in, in the offerings that they have. Um, they're, they're always looking into new innovations, things that are going to make the experience more entertaining and more mm -hmm. valuable for the customer. Yeah. Um, they were you know, instrumental in the recliner. Right. Yeah, and the cup holder. The cup holder was, you know, AMC's wheelhouse many, many years ago. Yeah, um, they're always looking for ways to to make it more interesting. Um, as far as like at our level and in an area like this, you know, we are a smaller area, so okay. 
you know, we're probably not going to have an IMAX theater or, okay. you know, the most major new technology yeah. available. But I think that this is a communal experience. People grow up, they remember going. Yeah. You know, Grandma took me to the movies when yeah. I was eight years old, yeah. and I had such a great day. You know what? Little Jimmy, we're going to go to yeah. the movies, and we're going to have a great day. Yeah. And it's it's just a, a heirloom kind yeah. of experience yeah. that you can pass down. It's it's a thing to do. And in a small area like this, there's not always a lot of things to do. Yeah. You can only ride the carousel so many times, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> Which, it's lovely. I, I love yeah. the carousel, yeah. but, you know. Yeah, I, I agree about the evoking of memories from your youth. I, my grandfather and I saw The Exorcist. At, yeah, you make your own joke with that, but we did. How old were you? I was like 12. <laughs> Mom wouldn't let me see the movie. Right. I thought, well, I'll buy the book. Yeah. So I got the paperback and it was like, that's probably more detailed than the movie. Yeah. But I'm not taking it, if somebody else can take it. So I called my grandfather, who probably hadn't seen a movie since a Fred Astaire flick in the 40s. <laughs> and we go yeah. to the old Rogers Theater, I think, up okay. there. And we're watching The Exorcist, and yeah. I'm, you know, we get to the pea soup part, right? And I'm gagging, I'm, I'm getting grossed out. I look over, and he's like popping popcorn. You know, <laughs> he went through the depression. That's nothing to him. But I agree. I, you know, sometimes you want red box. Sometimes right. you want on demand. If you're tired, if it's late, yeah, or you just don't feel like getting out, right? But to me, and I don't think it's an old school thing. I think you're right. It's a communal thing too. Right. To me, there's nothing like going to a movie, sitting yeah. with a it's bunch of event. people that are in the same thing you are, and you got the glorious picture, and you got yeah. the great sound, and there's nothing like it. I, 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 um, some of my, my early experiences were going to movies, and the Saturday matinees, the monster matinees, were the things that my mom would take me to, and those are my first movie experiences, watching the old Universal horror films, you know, in a one, you know, one theater town and they had one screen right. and they would do that every Saturday you know morning and that's how I grew up and so my memories do go back but I do like the community aspect of it as well and so comedies are always much better watching them with other people mm -hmm. you know, oh, yeah. because that the laughter is contagious I saw Animal House in the theater one of the most fun nights I ever had same with airplane yeah things like that it's just not yep. the same when you're at home well, I, I just got word behind the camera that we're, we're, we're going to run out of time, so I do want to make sure that I uh, give a review of Ocean's 8 that opened last weekend. It opened uh, pretty big at the box office, $41 million plus for opening weekend. Actually, more money than any of the others opened up, but if you look at inflation prices, the yeah. others done a little bit better. Um, well, you know, it's a spinoff of Soderbergh's Ocean's Eleven remake from 2011. The, uh, that one starred George Clooney, Brad Pitt, Matt Damon, Julia Roberts. Uh, the original was a 1960 uh, film. Sinatra with, Rat Pack. Yeah, the Rat Pack in that. Uh, this time it's a female cast and uh, steers around a heist starring Sandra Bullock, Kate Blanchett, Rihanna, Helena Bonham Carter, and many more. And the reason it's a spinoff is Bullock's character is Debbie Ocean. She is the uh, sister of Danny Ocean, who was played by George Clooney. So it really is a spinoff um, of that of the uh, the remake. Is that confusing enough? Yeah. Uh, this uh, the, the storyline here is uh, Debbie has been in jail for five years uh, for for a con job that she kind of got caught in, and so now uh, she's taken these five years not just to re rehabilitate, but to think of ways that she can do the ultimate con and have a little payback. And so she uh, gets a crew together and they do this, uh, this heist job. And um, that's really the extent of, of the story. Now most heist movies, there's a twist. 
And if you saw the trailer and you watched the trailer closely enough, the twist was there. You actually saw it in the trailers. That was my really my biggest complaint. Um, I mean, they're ultimately trying to go after um, getting $150 million in diamonds at this uh, huge museum opening with celebrities everywhere. That's what they're going after. Uh, I, I thought the cast was solid. I, uh, directed by Gary Ross, who did Pleasantville, Hunger Games, also did Seabiscuit, Oscar winner. Uh, at times it was fun, but ultimately I, I thought that um, the character chemistry wasn't really there. Even though really? you had these solid cast members, uh, I thought that it la really lacked the punch and engagement that I was expecting and that I'd kind of come to expect from heist films. Uh, I, I think there was really very little that um, I gained from this movie. Uh, I think the original uh, original Oceans film, the original Oceans film with the Rat Pack was better. I thought the remake was also better than this, but it has been what 16, 17 years yeah, since that probably. remake. So um, I've, I've talked to some folks who had never seen the original or never seen the the rebooted series, and they said, "Oh, I love this." And so maybe it's the baggage of comparing it to the others that I'm taking with me, but you have to do that when you're reviewing films. So uh, I think there are much better heist films than this, but over, overall it was still okay. Uh, in a future segment on Take 5 here, I'm going to give you five better films that are better heist films. What would you rate that one then? Uh, I rated this C+. Plus. Right. C+. Plus. It was okay, but, but, but not great. So any thoughts or questions on it? No, I, I, I want to see it though. I, yeah. I like everyone in it. I know it's not on our agenda day, but I did see Book Club the other night. Okay. Carol wanted to see it. All right, so give me a, give me a Book Club uh, take. First of all, I thought it was a sequel to Fight Club. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's nothing like it. Um, and if it were, I couldn't talk about it, I guess. But it's basically uh, First Wives Club meets Fifty Shades of Grey. Cast was solid. They right. did have chemistry. Yeah. Um, very predictable. You knew exactly what was going to happen. You knew exactly what the score was going to sound like. Christian were here, he'd know what I was talking yeah. about. No surprises at all. Having said that, I laughed a few times. Yeah. Most of the most of the audience were women, and they laughed a lot. So you know, it's it wasn't made for me. Yeah. It wasn't made for guys. I guess I don't know. But it was okay. I would give it a C. Everyone else in the audience would probably give it a B. Yeah. I think. Well, and I think that's the thing when you look at the cinema score for um, for Ocean's Eight. Cinema score is pretty high on that. Actually, I think it was yeah. like a B plus. Yeah. Uh, did make money, and uh, both of those films really do appeal to the female audience. So, what are your thoughts on um, on these genre specific films that are really going after a particular audience? Um. The Ghostbusters reboot yeah. should not have happened. Okay. Okay. Um, if you're gonna do it, do it well. Don't okay. don't just do it because you can. Right. You know, I can wear a bikini. Should I? No, I really should not. <laughs> yeah, Greg. Greg tried that out. <laughs> yeah. Tim. Tim Foster back the in the Tim Cam. Yeah, he's he's wearing bikinis too. I, yeah, no, Tim's more of a one piece. But <laughs> if you're gonna do it, it, at least yeah. have a solid reason. Yeah. Have a solid. You know, there there should be some some more value to yeah. females in cinema beyond the beleaguered boxer's girlfriend gotcha. or you know gotcha. any of the millions of tropes that are out there for yeah. women. We should be shown as more valuable characters, yeah. but give us something that actually means something. Yeah. Don't just make us play. Oh well, this was a guy's role, and the last time now it's your role. Gotcha, gotcha. Why? Yeah, 
Agreed. Lisa Akers, uh, AMC Classic. We are on location here in Shelby. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Really appreciate it. I uh, do appreciate you tuning in right here on C19 TV. And wow. if you're listening to the podcast on WGWG.org, we appreciate that as well. Email us, info at C19.TV. We'll leave you with a movie quote, as we always like to do. This does come from uh, Danny Ocean from Ocean's 12. Every problem is an opportunity in disguise. Till next time, I'm Noel T. Manning II for the cast and crew right here at AMC Classic. That's a wrap.